Do you or someone you love judge yourself? Well, in this episode, I'm going to share my struggles with judging myself and actions that you can take to free yourself of this judgment and instead be full of confidence. You're listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, lovely Dynamic Women. I am Diane Ralston, your host, and welcome to the Dynamic Women Show. Yes, today I'm talking about how every woman needs to stop judging themselves. You see, women can be so good at judging themselves, you know, like feeling we can be better, not giving ourselves grace for mistakes, and having guilt when we actually do something for ourselves. Now, the worst part is we never have enough appreciation for ourselves, and we don't celebrate who we are. So in this episode, I'm going to share the struggles that I've had in work, in life, in different areas of life, in growing up, now in having a successful business, all the things around judging myself and the actions that I have been taking to help me rid myself of this judgment and instead be full of calm and peace and confidence. Does that sound good? Yeah, hope so. Now, let me first tell you a story of really where the judging of myself came to just the ultimate low point. I was taking a five-day program And it was all about how to be a fantastic presenter, a great speaker, and really polishing our skills so that we could present our material, but also present an offer for our business. And I thought, ah, I got this in the bag. I'm going to do so well at this. I love speaking and I love perfecting this as a craft. And so I'm there and I'm put in a group with three or four other people. And we all have to present on a topic that is not any of our expertise but we have to put the material together and then present it to the group. Well, as it happens, one of the people in our group when we went to present was feeling sick. And so I ended up taking on their piece as well. And so as we went through our presentation, I had like spot three and four and there was someone else behind me as well. And I ended up telling a story of my grandmother and crying. Now I didn't know I was gonna cry. It just kind of came up. And because of that and trying to rein in my emotions, I ended up talking longer than I should have. So I ended up taking some of the time from the next speaker. And so as I was speaking, I'm judging myself for crying. I'm judging myself and how I'm presenting. I'm judging myself for how I'm speaking too long. I feel guilty that I've taken some of the time from the next person. And the whole point of this presentation was to get feedback from the two instructors. I really respected them. They're amazing presenters. They speak to thousands of people and I really valued their opinion. And so when we were done, the whole point was that we would get the feedback so that we could improve. And I went into it thinking, okay, I'm going to do well. And then I completely flopped on my face. And so I had such a list of all the things that I did wrong. I totally was judging myself. 
Well, they started at the first person and gave them feedback, kind of ripped into them a little bit, went to the next person, gave them feedback, were pretty brutally honest, went to the next person, gave them feedback on how they could improve. And when they got to me, the first thing they said was, you are one of the top five people we have ever seen. Now, at that moment, I actually started crying. (laughs) Now, the one person said that and the other person said, did you not hear what he said? And he is not one to praise. He said, you're in the top five he's ever seen. And I was like, oh, I'm crying because I have a whole list of like 10, 20 things that I did wrong that I could have done better, that I'm embarrassed about, that I feel guilty about, that I'm judging myself on. And what she said next shocked me. She said, Diane, I wanted to see more of you. I said, but I took other people's time. I was on there longer. Did you hear what I said, Diane? I wanted to see more of you. But I was crying during my story. And Diane, (laughs) do you not hear what I'm saying? I wanted to see more of you. And then I shared just a very deep vulnerability that I had. And I said, I didn't, I don't even think that you liked me and the audience, all my other fellow students were quiet. And cause I shared something that was really kind of deep in there. And I felt like this instructor didn't like me for some reason. And she said, no, why would you ever say that? And I said, I don't know. I was thinking that I was feeling that. Now we did have a further conversation on that topic, but look how bad I judged myself when others were seeing me in such a positive light. See how different aspects of what I did in that presentation, I felt embarrassed about, like crying. There's just something about me that I just, I'm so empathetic. I feel emotions so deeply that it's not a surprise for my friends when I cry easily on something. I can cry on a 30 second coffee commercial, but I hadn't been that vulnerable in front of a group of my peers doing something in a professional way. It's not like I was sitting there getting counseled. I was there to present, to be the expert. So in that, I actually didn't fully receive their praise. I had to spend some time really dissecting it, kind of letting it go into every cell of my being to think, here are two instructors who give feedback and are training on how to be an amazing presenter. And they thought I was awesome. Why did I judge myself so much? And now I ask you, why do you judge yourself so much? Now, maybe it started in when you were young, when you compared yourself to others. I know that I was often compared to my brothers or compared to other people in my class or compared to other kids on my soccer team. The comparison against others is what society does to us. Kind of pits us against one another when really we should just be looking at ourselves and are we better than we were yesterday? But we compare ourselves to others. That's part of that judgment. It's taught into us. And so we might hear from someone we love, someone we trust, someone we care about, someone we look up to, who says to us, you're not like so-and-so, you're not as good as so-and-so, can you be more like so-and-so? So maybe that's where the judgment started. 
Or maybe we're always asking ourselves, how can we be better? And that brings us to perfectionism, needing to be the best. And I often see this when I work with female business leaders because we are very driven. (laughs) We are a type. We are, you know, high achieving and wanting to have a lot and we can really push to achieve all of these things. And so we're always asking ourselves, how can we be better? What could I have done differently? Now, this is for me taking the joy out of many experiences. It's stopped me from really loving and owning how far I've come in a moment in a specific task or situation if it's the first time, if it's a time where I'm still a student or I'm still learning, I don't acknowledge how far I've come because it's not perfect. There are ways I can be better. And the third way that we can judge ourselves is we judge ourselves against who we used to be. You know, there's things about me that have changed that were I feel better before. I used to be more athletic. I used to be thinner. I used to be able to handle stress better. I used to just have this almost naive confidence to say yes to anything and just dive right in. I used to say yes to opportunities all the time that were beyond my capabilities. I knew I would grow into them. So maybe you're having that as well, where you judge yourself against who you used to be. Maybe who you were when you were younger, who you were before you had kids who you were when you worked at a specific job, thinking, I was better then. Why can't I be that now? Well, when you judge yourself, there are so many negatives that come out of it. I'll share another story. I was a very avid rugby player. I was in so many sports, soccer and rugby being the top two. And with rugby, I played for my city at a highly competitive state. And I also played varsity rugby for my university. And so I remember this time that we got into the championships, the finals, we had to travel to Niagara Falls area and play the top team. They are from a larger city. So they have a larger pool of girls to choose their team from. And we basically were just begging people to show up for our team. Now, this is Ontario. There was the summer heat. We played midday and we didn't have enough players. Now, in some sports, you can kind of hide the fact that you're one player short. But in rugby, every player matters so much because... If you don't have a player in the line for defense, it's so easy for the other team to cut through, to get through, to be able to score easily. And so playing short, playing in the heat, playing the top team, we were we were definitely like a David Goliath situation. We dug deep. We had trained all season to be in our best shape of our lives. And what it really came down to in the end was we needed one more try and one more kick. Now, during the game, I kicked a bunch of points through the posts. That was my role, one of my roles on the team. And in the end, I scored the final try, kind of like a touchdown in in football. But I scored that last one. 
and we knew we had the win. There wasn't enough time for the other team to be able to come back and score. It would be a complete Hail Mary moment then. And the final thing to do to kill the time was for me to kick through the posts. Now, because I had scored a good try right between the posts, I was able to like really just set up right in front of them. Super easy. And for some reason, I missed. I missed the easiest kick ever. I can kick from the sidelines. I can kick from half and get it in. And I couldn't make it right in front of the posts dead center. I was so embarrassed. Everyone was watching me. Everyone saw how terrible that kick was. And we ended the game without the points. Now we still won. It didn't matter at all. And thanks to me and the points I'd kicked before and that try I just scored, we won the championship. I should have been happy. (laughs) We came back. We had our David and Goliath moment. We won. Yet I started crying. I was judging myself so hard. My self-worth was at the lowest. And my teammates are saying, what are you doing, Diane? You helped us win the game. It was your try that win the game. I said, well, I know, but I, but I missed that kick. And they said, it doesn't matter. We still won. I said, but I missed the kick and I shouldn't have missed it. But Diane, we won. I can still see in my mind's eye the, the picture of the championship team. Girls jumping, holding up the number one, we're number one finger. And then me standing there with other girls' arms around me, so excited and my face in sadness. I couldn't even enjoy the win because I had been crying, because I was judging myself. So what are you missing out on because you judge yourself? Are you missing out on feeling enough? Are you not able to celebrate victories because you're focusing on all of the things that you did wrong? Are you denying yourself praise from others because you're just putting your focus and shining the light on the things that you did wrong? How is that affecting you in your full life? How is that impacting you? And how is that holding you back from reaching your goals? I'm super passionate about this because one, I've suffered from this and I still have to keep myself in check because there's different areas of life now that I'm comparing myself, that I'm judging myself. But it makes me sad because I see what my clients are missing out on in their lives because they judge themselves so harshly. You know, in the beginning, I I mentioned that we always feel that we can be better. And so we're always striving. And that means we fill up every moment of every day, constantly trying to be better. That we're joining this or joining that or reading this or listening to that. And it's tiring. It's overwhelming. What if we loved and acknowledged who we are today? Valentine's Day is coming up and what I realized is we have a day to honor love of a partner, but we don't really have a day to love on ourselves. So what do you love about yourself? 
Do you love that you were able to carry and have a baby? Do you love that you are a great listener and you care so deeply about your friends? Do you love how skilled you are in your craft? Do you love that you can make a mean apple pie? (laughs) How often are you actually writing down what you love about yourself? In a little bit, I'm going to share with you how I got better at loving myself and stop judging myself and some things that you can do so that you can instead boost your confidence. But I really want you to be thinking about what do you love about yourself? And what do you love about yourself now? Not just what you loved about yourself before, because then we might get into judgment about how you're not that anymore. I'm not as athletic as I used to be. I'm not able to handle stress like I could before. I'm not as confident in certain things. And it's just how life has been. You know, it's okay that I cry easily. It's okay that I can be a bit of a wimp or a wuss in the cold, in the rain or with pain. But the thing is, I have been able to, through anxiety, through grief, through depression, through pain, through bad experiences, by judging myself, I've also been able to understand my clients better. I've been there. I know what it's like. And I also know how to pull myself out of that. And I can serve myself and my clients better because of it. Now, the other piece I mentioned in the beginning is not giving ourselves grace for mistakes. Man, I'm probably, I was probably the worst, the worst at that. And it stopped me from being in the present because I was judging myself as I was in the action. Maybe in this podcast episode so far, I've fumbled a few times and perfectionism and judging myself before would force me to stop and go back and redo. And now I'm just okay with what is. I give myself grace because I'm not perfect. I have more so a growth mindset, knowing that every time I do something, I will grow. And every time I do something, especially when it's new, I'll make a ton of mistakes. The review I'm sharing with you today comes from Bronwyn Hill. It says, engaging and thought provoking. I find this podcast very engaging and the content to be topical and interesting. The energy Diane brings is great. Well, thanks so much, Bronwyn. Uh, Much appreciated. And I know that you are a wonderful member of our Dynamic Women community. And you're a wonderful travel agent helping out uh, the women in our network. If you'd like to review the Dynamic Women podcast, please do so and make sure that we know that it's happened. So send a screenshot of it to team at dianerolston.com so that we don't miss it. And those reviews that are read online, we reach out to you, we find you, we get your address and we mail you something a little special. The last piece around judging ourselves is I often see women having guilt when we do something for ourselves. And it might not even be strictly for ourselves. It might be going back to work and having the kids in daycare or having to work and the kids are in school and so you're not there when they get home. And doing that because your family needs the income or so that your kids can have ballet lessons or clarinet lessons and you're doing it for the good of your family, but maybe you still feel guilty because you're there, because you're not home when your kids come home because you haven't baked 
fresh bread or a meal from scratch. Instead, you maybe feel guilty because you're throwing in a frozen pizza and calling that dinner. And even the idea of taking a day for yourself, a me day, a day of no responsibility, like the shame and the guilt of that, the judgment of like, who are you to do that? I see it in business women all the time when they go for a promotion in their in a company or when they launch a product. The saboteurs, the limiting beliefs coming in saying, who do you think you are? Who's going to buy this from you? Who's going to promote you? Others are better than you. It's full of judgment. What if instead we could be full of ourselves, love ourselves to the point that we appreciate ourselves, flaws and all, that we celebrate who we are? That's what I want to see happen in this world. Because imagine a woman who loves herself so deeply, who celebrates herself and doesn't judge every moment of every day. Think of the space and the energy that she'll have to accomplish her vision and her dreams and what she was meant to do on this earth. So how do you get better at loving yourself? How do you put some steps in place so you can stop judging yourself? I've got four specific ones I want to share with you and some invitations. First thing you can do is review past accomplishments and let disappointments go. So I do this in the Dynamic Year program. We have the next one coming up in February. And so I'll put the link in the show notes. Please go and check it out and come. By reviewing past accomplishments, this is just stage one of the program. Uh, It's very simple, three stages, but so powerful. By reviewing past accomplishments, we can see all the good we have done. You know, that one of the years that I did this with two other coaches, because I make sure that I go through the process as well every single year. I said, you know, I don't think I accomplished that much last year. And the ladies laughed and I said, what? And they said, you're missing one major thing on there. And I'm like, what, what did I miss? And they said, you had a baby. I'm like, yeah, but that was going to happen anyway. I diminished the fact that I grew a human being in my body and then delivered that baby and nursed that baby and kept that baby alive while still running my business. I diminished all that. That was nothing. That was going to happen anyway. But when I did that with other people, as I do in the Dynamic Year program, by reviewing past accomplishments and then letting disappointments go... I get that motivation from those accomplishments. I get the I am amazing feeling of that. I get to boost my I am enough confidence. And in letting disappointments go and grabbing the wisdom from it, so amazing to be able to just rid myself and you can rid yourself of that looping that happens in your brain of I shoulda, coulda, woulda done that better. The second thing is to unfollow or reduce notifications from people who trigger you. Hmm. (laughs) So if you're on social media and it just annoys you to see someone achieving so much, one, it might be good to get some coaching on that, first of all, to see what it is about them that you really wish you had or could be. But if you're working on your own journey of self-love, then maybe it's time to unfollow them. Reduce the notifications that are sent from them, at least for a little while, you know, take a break for a week, take a break for a month and then get the underlying reason for it. 
If you are experiencing this, then I encourage you to email me, diane at dianerolston.com, so that we can have a coaching conversation on this. The third piece is to practice daily self-acknowledgement. Hmm, what's that look like? (laughs) Well, in the Dynamic Year Journal, I have created, it's a new journal. Uh, It's nothing you've ever seen before. It has the ability to acknowledge yourself. It has the ability to bring in your accomplishments and to really grab the learning from them so that you can see, wow, look at all the awesome things I've done and celebrate them. If you want one of the Dynamic Year journals, you can get them on Amazon. Or if you're close to me, I live in North Vancouver, BC, Canada, then maybe I can drop one off for you. The fourth thing is to surround yourself with women who will be your fans, right? That will cheer for you. Women who will support you when things are hard or you're really kind of in a low point. Also will hold up the mirror to you to remind you of how awesome you are. Now in the She's Gold program, there is that opportunity to have not only me be your support, me to bring you up, but also to be with other female business leaders who can really be on this journey with you. So, you know, give you a little pep talk when you're down on yourself and to really hold you up high. So many times in my life, being in a mastermind with other women, having them believe in me more than at that time I believed in myself has been crucial for my success. I've had so many moments of doubting myself, judging myself, and to have them reflect back to me who I truly am has helped me to strive for more, has helped me to be able to really step fully into the person that I was meant to be. And so it's really a speed course to reach your goals. So as I wrap up here, I just want to say, I really hope that you find time every day to love on yourself, that you catch yourself and you're judging yourself and you turn that around, that you stop your saboteur in its tracks because I know there are great things meant for you, but it starts with you loving yourself. I'd love to hear what your takeaways are from from this podcast, from other podcasts. So please drop a comment. Even better, write a review. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. Until next time, stay dynamic. Bye. Thank you, Dynamic Women, for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.